Hello, welcome to Goat Homeschooling with Erin and Amanda. I'm Erin. And I'm Amanda. You're listening to the podcast for long-haul homeschoolers. You know, the ones that have been living this homeschool lifestyle for at least five years and plan to continue through high school. We're here to help you have the greatest of all-time homeschool by covering relevant topics with relational stories from our own home educating experiences. Our guests are fellow long haulers, experts, and authors serving the homeschool community who will encourage you as you continue on in the high calling of parent and home educator. Hello, and welcome back to Goat Homeschooling with Erin and Amanda. Today, our special guest is ourselves. (laughs) We haven't had an episode in a while where it's just us talking to you all. So we thought it would be a fun thing to do towards the end of our school year to talk about all the things that are happening in our life and the transitional things happening with our homeschools and just say hi. So here we are. Hi, Amanda. Hi, you're such a goob. (laughs) (laughs) I have to be. (laughs) Yeah. So what's transitioning in your house? Oh, goodness. Let's get it. Um, Dive in. Well, we all know I've got a senior this year. So I am counting down the days to graduation. We have 18 more days before that happens as we're recording today. So by the time this comes out, it's like right on the heels of mm-hmm. <laughs> happening. And that's exciting for so many reasons. Just, you know, I think when you start homeschooling, you don't, I don't know. You just take it year by year. You think you're going to fail your kids. You think you're not going to give them the education that they deserve. You think that they're not going to be socialized enough, you know, like, you know, barf, but, um, but then you find yourself at the end of that journey. And this is our first one that we're launching and you realize, you know what? I didn't do such a bad job. You know, did we cover everything I wanted to No. Did we cover things I had no idea we were going to cover? Absolutely. (laughs) Um, And then you find your rhythm. And so it's just kind of interesting to look at that. And then, you know, we've got another high schooler on her heels in a couple of years graduating. And then another one who is going into high school this year coming up. And then we've got our partner. So, you know, she's got her kindergarten graduation at co-op next week. And um, that's where I'll be when this episode airs. (laughs) So yeah, that's exciting too. I just, you know, when you've got such a gap, it's fun to see, like, I feel like almost a a second generation homeschool at this point (laughs) where I've got all the things I did wrong, all the things I would change. And now I have this precious little six-year-old who I have all the opportunity in the world to do things different and better and use those skills. So I'm really excited about her homeschool journey. Yeah. And she's already proving to be totally different than the other kids in different ways, you know, like, I'm going to have to throw out that curriculum that worked well with the boys. I'm going to have to buy this thing or do these classes. So, you know how it is. Each kid's different. Each year's different. Yep. I've already started sorting through all of the curriculum that I used years ago Mm -hmm. for both of my kids. And then for my older son and that are not, that's not going to use for my younger son. I'm actually, you know, later today, I'm going to do an Azure standard pickup if, for our listeners that have don't use Azure, definitely look into it. And um, my husband says it feels like a drug deal in the parking lot where you're just like picking <laughs> up your <laughs> groceries from the back of a truck. Feel It felt really weird at first, but it's definitely worth it. And um, so I'm taking a couple of books. Yeah, so explain that process for- <laughs> a little bit because I can... <laughs> okay, so you can see where people being like, uh, <laughs> this is all Aaron's fault. You know, the things that I get into in my life, they're <laughs> 90% of them are because of Aaron. So, um, if you ever have any difficulty with Azure, just blame Aaron for that because 
Um, she's the one that got me into oh, it. Geez. But so Azure Standard, it's just a website where you can order organic, most of it's organic food. And a lot of people use it for their bulk um, purchases. So you can buy, you know, like, for instance, I always buy organic black beans in the cans and you can buy like 15 of them for like a little bit more than a dollar a can. And you just can't do that in the regular grocery store. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the primary, the warehouse is in like Oregon or something. And so they load up the trucks and, you know, get them shipped. And so you kind of share cost with the other buyers for that shipping cost. And then they, you have a, a pickup place that your, your drop organizer has determined where that's going to be. And so you go to the pickup place and you get your items directly from the truck. So you don't have to go to a store to pick up your items and it's, it saves money by not having it come directly to your home. It goes to a, you know, centralized drop location. And so it does feel weird when you first start doing it. Cause you're like going to a parking lot in some random location and See, some unmarked truck shows up and then our, <laughs> exactly. peels open the back door <laughs> and there's organic milk spilling out. Right. And then like they start calling your name and people just start handing you your bags mm-hmm. and things. So, but anyway, so we're, we're a gluten-free house. And so a lot of our gluten, and there's a lot of gluten-free organic kind of things that we can buy. And, you know, as we've been doing this for the last couple of years, the every time I go, it's just we were just buying more. So the majority of our groceries that we get for our home are from Azure. It's it's kind of become a staple for us for our house. But mm-hmm. so anyway, so I've Azure seen a drop this afternoon and going through books, you know, and I have other moms reaching out to me. Do you have resources for dyslexia? You do you have resources for A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. And so I have two books on dyslexia when I thought one of my kids might have it that I'm taking to a mom, you know, so you're kind of sorting through um, items. And when people reach out to you and go, Hey, do you have A, B, and C? Yeah, sure. And, you know, here in the next month or two, we're going to be having used curriculum sales coming up and, so that might be mm-hmm. something that I sign up for, which I've never wanted to do ever once. So I might actually have to like have go to, to a like used curriculum sale for you. I mean, I have like five or six <laughs> boxes of curriculum that are, that we're done with, you know, cause mm-hmm. we're looking so at tying this end. all together with Azure is you go and you meet your homeschool mom friends there. Cause that's where you shop together it's and then story. you bring your curriculum yeah. to hand them, you know, <laughs> right. like yes. that's the community that is homeschooling. We help right. each other in all these ways, like finding cheap groceries. Yeah. <laughs> so what else is transitioning at your home? What are things happening? We have all kinds of transition. Yeah. We have all kinds of transitioning things. We have um, silky chickens that constantly go broody. We recently bought or built a, chicken coop and to transition our chickens into that will work better for keeping it cleaner. Um, the old chicken coop was just, it was a tree house that the previous owners had and it was kind of falling out of the tree. And so my husband f- pulled it out of the tree and we built a run on it. And that's, so it's essentially a shed, just a small shed. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, um, it's difficult to clean. So we Mm -hmm. wanted to build a new one that was easier to clean, put some vinyl flooring in it that we can sweep it out and shovel, you know, the chicken droppings out of it easily. And so we just finished building that. And in the process of building that, we separated our silkies. The silkies, you know, when you have this many chickens, we've got like, I don't even know how many chickens, 50 probably. 
when you have this many chickens, the silkies tend to get stepped on. You know, they're, they're the low men on the totem pole, mm. basically, when it comes to um, chicken families. And so we decided just to separate them so they can be happier, healthier, and safer in their own coop. And as soon as we did that, they became broody. Several of them became broody, which means they don't want to get off the eggs. Right. So if you don't know what broody means, it's, they have this instinctual thing. Yes. Thank you for calling me out, Amanda, because I'm not. (laughs) Well, it's, it's, it's an instinctual thing where they become. I'm not a farmer where they want to sit on the egg and they want to hatch eggs. So there are breeds of chickens Mm -hmm. that are more broody inclined. They'll do it more frequently than others. And silkies are one of those that want to do it all the time. And so normally we would just move them and take their eggs and, and not want them to continue to be broody. Um, Cause they, they have a tendency to not, they don't eat, they don't drink. They just, they just want to sit there on their eggs and that can become a hindrance to them. So, so this time we decided just to let them sit on their eggs. You know, my son takes food to them. We make sure that they get water while they're still sitting on the eggs. And so we've had a couple of, of them hatch last night and this morning, which is kind of fun. They have a bunch more eggs that they're mm-hmm. sitting on. So we'll see, you know, we'll continue to watch them and see what happens. Um, so we've got that. And then one of our goats um, delivered babies in March. And so one of them has, has a new home that they're going to be going to this weekend. So that's, you know, another transitional thing. What else? My husband's having a procedure. So hopefully that'll be a good transitional thing for him. It's a heart procedure um, Mm -hmm. where he just, his symptoms of that are like, he gets very winded when he wants to do projects outside, especially in the humidity um, Mm and the heat and the humidity, he has a difficult time with it. So after this procedure, hopefully he won't have issues with that anymore. And so that could be a really big transition for him in particular. Yeah where he can do things outside. Yeah. In a good way and be able to do things outside and not feel those symptoms. So that's exciting. So, but that's really it. I mean, Oh, another transition would be my son, you know, um, in high school this year, he's struggling with, or I'm struggling with getting him an appropriate science. And we've talked about this before, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to find some biology that actually challenges him. And so I did, I did enroll him in college in a college course, so wow. he'll start that in the fall. I mean, he'll be 15 doing a an online dual enrollment biology course. And I'm super, super excited about it. Yeah. Had a few awesome. listeners, you know, give suggestions of maybe try this curriculum or try that curriculum for him. And I've looked at those and he knows, you know, I mean, you look through the, at the table through the table of contents and you can kind of see what they're teaching. And he's been there, done mm-hmm. that. That would be boring for him. So he's ready for something challenging. And so yeah our next year will be surrounded by, you know, we'll, we'll kind of plan other classes around the challenge of the science class. So, if you know, right. increase or decrease the other things in mm-hmm. accordance with that and how hard that is for him. But I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm thrilled. I couldn't be, I couldn't be happier with it. So. Yeah. Well, isn't that just so the beauty of homeschooling? I know we talk about our goal and listeners and really catering to those moms who've been doing this for a really long time. And so I, I can't say that we're probably sharing brand new information or groundbreaking things, but just, it's encouraging to see the flexibility that we have. And when we've been doing this with our kids for so long, we know what their strengths are and their weaknesses are, and to be able to really cater their education to those things, along with our family dynamic and our family responsibilities. Like you've got all these animals to take care of. And so you've really been able to tailor your education to 
incorporating part of that into it. And that's been amazing. And our family, like I've got pretty active kids that like to be in a lot of things and I like to be on the go. And so I've been able to tailor our schedule and interests, you know, like got a couple of kids really into piano. So we have lessons and we've got one into dance and gymnastics and, you know, just really catering to those things. And then as they've grown up, like pulling back in some ways and saying, okay, now you're working a job. And, you know, it's just the flexibility um, that we've had. And um, we haven't really talked too much about that in the podcast about jobs and working during schooling and, and stuff. But I've really seen um, with mine that have had jobs through high school that it's, really added a dynamic to their personality or their ability to manage things better. It's been a positive for our family and um, just the flexibility of working during the day so that maybe they're home in the evening or they don't have to work, you know, Friday and Saturday night. It could be like a Friday afternoon and a Saturday. So their whole weekend isn't taken up, but yeah, it's just, I love looking and reflecting on the year at this point And seeing like these things worked, these things didn't, here's how we've grown as a family. Here's how the kids have grown and their um, capabilities. And like, you know, you're a guy who's going to college, (laughs) uh, dual enrolling. That's amazing. That's such an accomplishment. And you're able to support him in that. Absolutely. hundred percent. And I agree completely with everything that you said, you know, my older son just got a job, his first job at 18, uh-huh. you know, so he yeah. wasn't ready for a job before that. Um, cause we had other special needs that we were paying attention to right. and, and focusing on. And so at 18, you know, last August, so he's, he's been there, what, nine months now. And mm-hmm. the confidence has, is just, uh, you can't even compare it. It's, it's just beyond comparison to anything that he could have done before. And he's learned so much, you know, just like your Mm -hmm. kids have learned a ton um, with their jobs. And there's, there's certain things that, you know, us as moms kind of sometimes at some point, we're going to have to step back and let them, you know, feel can put their feelers out there and kind of spread their wings a little bit. And to know that they're doing that in a safe space, like in a job Mm -hmm. um, where we can, you know, be paying attention to what kind of job they're doing and and where they're going to work and things and and trust the process in that. Like my son is at a grocery store in the produce department. The kid won't eat vegetables or fruits. And so I thought, you know, (laughs) him working in a produce department would be a really good challenge for him. It's a, it's a huge learning opportunity for him. And maybe would even open his eyes to all the things that are available to him that he might not otherwise know. I mean, in our house, there's only certain things that we buy. We're not going to obviously buy a whole produce department. So, and he's, Mm -hmm. he's like, you know, I asked him the other day, how many types of apples do you carry? And he's like, oh, there's like 12 different kinds of apples. (laughs) Well, you know, and then he could sit there and name off all the different kinds of apples. Well, that's fantastic. I love that. You know, it, it, it makes me feel good to know that he has an understanding of that better than he would have had otherwise. And a yeah. good, very good friend of mine is a manager at that same store. So I know that she's kind of watching him and making sure that he has a positive experience where I can't. So she's an extension of our parenting in that right. way. And mm-hmm. I know for you, your son working in the, in a similar way where he's working in a place yeah. where, where, you know, yeah, former, right. Yeah. It's owned by former homeschool parents and, they share our faith and it's been really positive. They've, you know, given good criticism or feedback to him when they've needed to, and he's been receptive to that. And he's just enjoyed the, the, you know, working there. He even has a friend now that got on (laughs) hired as well. So yeah, it's just been really positive. And I think when 
when we've built our life around home education instead of our life around school, then that little shift, I mean, in thinking it's a huge one actually then provides this opportunity to say, you know what, we can, we have freedom in our life and how we're going to choose to live it. And as a family, we're choosing to be able to provide opportunities to our kids that otherwise they'd be at school all day and wouldn't have opportunities to participate. And, you know, I know your son's done some cool stuff with the department of conservation and Mm -hmm. like those opportunities just aren't there. And, you know, I know I've talked with so many other homeschool moms and dads about just that very thing, all the wonderful things, like as you start building community that we're always talking about having even just like a handful of people that are your people in that homeschool community and you bounce ideas and you say, Hey, here's this opportunity. It's so lovely to see that play out. And our kids and our families look so different, but we can be friends and in community with, Mm -hmm. with people that are doing really cool things that I would never, you know, think to do, or my kids have zero interest in, but yet here we are. I I guess that's maybe a direction. I wasn't thinking this episode would turn, but really just to cry out, to encourage you that if you're feeling like things are really, really hard right now, and you're at a, a very end of a difficult year, you know, whether that's with your children, your parents, your extended family, your community, your co-op, maybe there's something health-wise going on and you're just feeling like maybe this isn't a good idea anymore and I'm ready to throw in the towel. Maybe just take stock of what good things happened this year. What things were your family able to survive together and thrive in and finding those little good things to say, you know what, at the heart of it, my decision to homeschool has to do with my decision for relationship with my kids. And if the relationship is suffering, if there's extenuating outside circumstances, how can we lean into each other instead of pushing each other out of the house and in different directions that they don't need to go? Um, yeah, just thinking more long-term on that. Like I'm a huge advocate for parents looking at the relational relational side of homeschooling before the curriculum side of things. Like I actually don't like talking about curriculum with people that I don't know very well, because I don't ever want to give the impression that I know what's best because I only know what's best for my family. I don't know what's best for Amanda's family or anyone else's. And so when we start getting in those conversations, like, well, this math is the best, like I could tell you it's the best. And here's why I think that, but if those reasons don't fit with your family dynamic, then it won't be the best. So thoughts, Amanda. Oh, all kinds of them, Erin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just thinking about the community, when you hear a good idea and you think, oh, I don't know that I can do that. Like, you know, we were talking, I don't remember what it was. It might have been an episode that we had had where it came up that maybe we can look at, um, you know, things in the community that our, our kids are interested in. Um, and, you, for example, I can use my son you know, he wants to be a marine biologist. So what can I do in my community or what can I encourage in him to do in our community that will um, ignite that and will excite Mm -hmm. him around that and help him follow those passions. And so going into those paths of brainstorming, you know, what can we do? Well, there's fisheries that are local. I mean, we live in the middle of America, so oceanic opportunities are not there unless we travel Mm -hmm. a long distance. And so thinking outside that box, that's what led us to 
the Department of Conservation and simply sending an email. So if you have someone that's interested in writing or you have someone that's interested in science or whatever it happens to be, think about those possibilities within your area and then shoot an email The you know, the worst thing, Erin has been surprised by some of the guests that we've gotten on here. <laughs> But it's like you just send somebody an email. It's just that simple where you send them an email and say, hey, would you be interested in doing something like this? Or, hey, I've got a kid that's interested in A, B, and C. What can we do Mm -hmm. about that? People are so excited, like beyond excited to help a student, a child follow their passion. So you have these people that are living and and working in these fields of expertise and they get Mm -hmm. so stoked when they have someone ask them about this. Like when we went for the department of conservation and he helped them collect data on crappie. So the the department of conservation goes to local lakes and they lay out nets, you know, live traps and they collect the, the crappie and they measure them and they, they write it all down and then they, they throw them back into the lake and they do that. Um, certain times of the year to watch for growth rates and things of that. And so it's very scientific. When I emailed them, they bent over backwards to allow my son to volunteer and to help them to do that. And they're not the only ones. So you have Mm -hmm. these people that they tend to either work with the public or not, but they, they love that kind of thing and they love inspiring the next generation. So, you know, if you have a child that is interested in something that's off for you. Like it's not the same thing that you have done or your husband has done or anyone in your family has done. No one's done marine biology in my family. I had no idea where to look for, for that. So feel, you know, it's okay to do that. It's okay to like put your feelers out there or ask in Facebook groups or, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a ton of people where we know um, other homeschoolers where the husband is an engineer and the engineer comes and they get, remember that Aaron? We, they like, our secret science club, (laughs) our secret science club. So one of the dads is an engineer and he, he was so excited to show these kids how to do this and Mm -hmm. had a whole, like, yes. a whole, whole yeah thing. presentation yeah he had <laughs> presentation a whole that's the word <laughs> yeah like right, he had spent hours on it but it was because it was following his passion and he could share his mm-hmm. passion and so people that are working in the fields when they get to share their passion with the next generation they get beyond excited about it so be encouraged to do that you know and regardless of what your child is interested in and and you might be surprised where it takes you right and like you mentioned earlier there's a whole bunch in our area at least of used curriculum sales happening in, over yeah. the summer and in the next couple of weeks. It's really great to get great deals on books. I love that. I also love finding, like you said, an opportunity where it costs you gas money to drive to the drop-off point for your son to be able to do the <laughs> Missouri department thing. So that's the benefit too, is like when you're tapping into people resources, a lot of times it's like over coffee, it's building relationship outside of just the homeschool community and building those bridges in the general public is also just a a thing I like to encourage homeschool families to do. They didn't, you know, have a homeschool program for measuring crappie, but they created a day that your son could go and do that. And people, like you said, are so willing to do that. There's been many cool events and things that I've heard other homeschoolers talk about just like that, where it's like, my daughter's really into this, you know, dance program. And we reached out to this person who specializes in that and she could shadow for the day or, you know, shadowing is a great learning opportunity. Your kid might be like, 
that passion that was not ignited over the course of the school year, because we drilled and killed, or because we just had to finish that book because, you know, that book we paid for, and we want to make our money's worth out of that. And, you know, we've started focusing on the curriculum instead of on the child, which really is our curriculum as parents, then, you know, we can, we can always get that back. There's never a too late with homeschooling. Mm -hmm. There's never a, you know, we can't change the course. If it's the middle of the day and you need to change course, then change course. If you find attitudes are trash and you really are having a trashy day yourself, like it's never too late to stop and reset, get some tea, get some coffee, play a board game. You know, we can talk big picture. We can talk day to day on all of those things and, you know, big picture. Yeah. If your kid has interests that you have no idea, send an email and get a lead. It's possible. Yep. Yeah. Do a, do a Facebook post and ask, you know, you never know. And that was another thing that we did was, um, my uncle was a, an English teacher, a high school English teacher for a very long time. And one of his students ended up becoming a marine biologist. And so she lives in Texas, I think somewhere. And she tracks turtles. Maybe she's in Florida and he connected us. And we did a zoom call that was during COVID. We did a zoom call with her where he could ask, my son could ask her all the questions that came to mind about what it's like to be a marine biologist. And so Uh you just never know. I mean, that's such a, a far thing. I mean, what are the chances of something like that happening? But, you know, you tell people what your children are interested in and people think of stuff like that. I mean, it was my uncle Mm -hmm. that reached out Mm -hmm. and said, Hey, you know, this is a former student of mine and she's, a Facebook friend and I could maybe connect you, you know, and, um, it's, you just never know, uh, when there's an encourager and we, you know, we just have so Mm -hmm. many discouragers in our society and so many people that are just completely clueless and ignorant about what homeschooling entails and what it, what it actually is that when Mm -hmm. you find an encourager and sometimes the encouragers are just, they're the diamonds in the rough. They, they're the ones you don't always know are there. And I certainly didn't think that my uncle was going to be an encourager, um, being that Mm -hmm. he was in the public school system for as long as he was, but he saw an interest and he saw an opportunity to encourage my child and connect and, you know, don't discredit that, you know, that's something to definitely be thinking about and, and encouraging your kids with and, and find encouragement in that yourself. You know, we don't Mm -hmm. talk about homeschooling with a lot of my family and I certainly don't have that kind of connection with my uncle, but for him to see that and to take that opportunity, um, is something that we should be thankful for. So, yeah. Right. Well, and like I was saying earlier, the community offers quite a few free resources, like locally, Mm -hmm. the police department has an explorers program that kids can sign up for to shadow police officers. If they're interested in that career, they also offer some things for teen girls over the summer for building self-esteem and confidence and um, peer relationships and things just to kind of help the community. So, I mean, our local library also offers classes on a plethora of events um, and activities and crafts and art and all kinds of things. And they have speakers come like authors and people who are local historians. So you could really even look through your, I know the library is pretty controversial right now because they're allowing a lot of books into the children's section that are not children's books, but the more that I think believers use our library system and show them that the demand is for these types of things, the more that they will cater to that because they want, they want to, and yeah, you could find all kinds of things. So as, as much as I love like Christian curriculum companies, 
there are also a lot of community activities and classes and things that we can do to get our kids outside of books as well that aren't really going to cost anything or very little. You know, we've got a local history village in Missouri um, just down the street from us. And they have like bring your car load for $10 entry fees for some of their festivals. Like, you know, most of us have these big old honking vans. <laughs> Fill them up with your kids and their if friends. If you don't have a minivan, and are you really even a homeschooler if you don't have a minivan? Right. I mean, come on. <laughs> True. Or maybe a 15 yeah, passenger so. van. Some of us have to have that, but. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite there in my family, but I know I have, have a lot of friends who I've ridden in their vans. But yeah, I just, I think it's really good to look at the the year and look at all the things that have changed from the start of the year to now. And, you know, it can sound like, Oh, Aaron and Amanda's years went great. Everything was perfect. No, I'm not going to share all of the negative things that have happened this year, but suffice it to say, we can still find the good things that happened to help bolster us for the coming year. If our heart is still set on homeschooling, if God is calling us to do this and if we want to continue to try to build relationship. And I like to say this too, as much as I can do everything right in homeschooling, or I can make great decisions for my kids, I'm ultimately not responsible for their personality. You know, everybody has their own things and things they have to work out. And sometimes it takes a little longer for people. I was one of those people too. Like I sometimes had to learn the hard way. And, you know, I just want to encourage any parent who's struggling with a kid in the relationship to, not let that be the end of your homeschool just because you had a bad experience with one kid or they had a bad experience with you. Like that doesn't mean you're a failure. You could have done everything right. And, you know, it just, for whatever reason, that relationship wasn't there. And that doesn't mean that you failed. It just means that there's a problem in the relationship. Is that your way of saying that our kids are cooler than we are, Erin? Probably. I don't know. I mean, your kids are pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, I would say yours are too. Yeah. (laughs) So they're just cooler than we are. That's okay. That's the point, right? Raise a generation that's better than we are. (laughs) Yes, that's the goal as a parent. You would think to be better than your parents or, Mm -hmm. you know, make different decisions. And yeah, not all of them are perfect. (laughs) That was one of the things I actually said to my daughter the other day when we were having a discussion was, I'm not a perfect parent, but I'm not a bad one either. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes that maybe needs to be on a shirt. <laughs> not perfect, but I'm not bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we do need to have a, tur- a shirt that says told you or like told you so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so maybe yeah. have, I'm not a perfect parent, but I'm not a bad yeah. one on one shirt. And then I told you so on another shirt. So it depends on what attitude you get <laughs> as to what shirt you wear the day. Or maybe you just have it on the back and you can just turn. <laughs> there you go. That's good. Move. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Well, do you have anything in closing before we sign off today? I don't. You know, I think that we go through this every year where we talk about, you know, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly of what's, you know, happened in this previous school year. And I do see changes coming for both of us and our families. And some of those are wonderful changes. A lot of those are wonderful changes. And mm-hmm. um, I look forward to those. And I love looking back on the growth that you and I have grown in our lives mm-hmm. and in ourselves and in our friendship. And our families have grown and have done a great job. And I'm excited to see what's next. 
Yeah. So make sure you listen to our next episode. It'll air in two weeks after this one. So uh, we'll have some big news coming for you all. So thanks for listening and we will talk to you next time. Thank you for joining us today. Have you enjoyed our podcast? Be sure to check out our website, goathomeschoolingpodcast.com, where you can listen to our full catalog of episodes, read our blog, leave a review, contact us with questions, or submit a request to be on the show. While you're there, go ahead and subscribe to our weekly newsletter that's delivered to your inbox. You can also find us on Facebook at Goat Homeschooling with Aaron and Amanda, our Facebook discussion page, Goat Homeschooling Podcast Discussion, and on Instagram at Goat Homeschooling Podcast. And if you really love what you hear, please be sure to tell your best friend, tag us on social media, and leave a review or five stars wherever you listen.